Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. This evening, we have a special guest, Apostle Bernard. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's going to share that with us. And he's from Kenya. Okay, you're on the air. Uh, praise God, everybody. I appreciate so much, Emmanuel Barbie, my brother. Uh, thank you for giving me this platform to come and minister the word of God. Um, Apostle Bernard, last name is Durango, like the dog in Durango. Durango is my name, and uh, I'm here with my wife, uh, Apostle Esther Durango, here in Killeen, Texas. We is originally from Kenya, and we've been here for quite a while, and we thank God. We got a ministry here in Killeen, Texas, and also we got another ministry in Kenya, Nakuru, Kenya. And our aim is to unveil Christ uh, to this generation to bring the light of Christ to this generation. And also, we have a feeding program that we do every single month, especially for the peoples in Kenya. And we thank God because we are able to share with whatever little we got. And now, uh, having said that, uh, I just want to go ahead. I do not want to take a lot of time. I want to go ahead and minister the Word of God as the Spirit is leading and guiding me. And today, we're going to be looking now and from the book of Luke, Luke chapter 15. And I'm going to be giving a subtitle to this message as Avenging Christ in the context of the prodigal son. We all know about prodigal son, but I'm not quite sure whether we get the revelation out of the prodigal son because we have been taught in various ways. But I want to unveil Christ and the character of God in the prodigal son story. So I'm going to go reading from uh, Luke chapter 15 from verses 11. Then we're going to do a little bit of exegesis about it, and we're going to hear what the Spirit of God has in store for us. So, so uh, Luke chapter 15, verses 11, the Word of God says, and now this is all Jesus giving this parable. Then he said, Jesus said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me a portion of goods all that fall to me. So he divided to him his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together uh, his possession, journeyed to a far country, and there he wasted his possession with prodigal living. But when he had spent all there, arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And then uh, he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he, uh, and he sent him into the field to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pots that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he would write there. When he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still great way off, his father saw him. And he had compassion. His father had compassion. And he ran and fell on the neck and kissed him. And the 
son say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to him, Servants, bring out the best robe and put on him, and bring him a ring and put on him, and sandals on his feet, and bring the father calf here and kill, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. And they began to marry. That is where I'm just going to leave that word. I just want to unveil Christ because a lot of times we have read so much about the poor son. And we have uh, a different revelation. But I want to unveil Christ through this uh, parable of the poor son. First out, as we begin right there in verses 11, we're told a sudden man had two sons. And the younger of the sons said, Father. Give me my possession. He wanted to have his inheritance so that he can go off. The word of God says in James chapter 1 and verses 14 says, But every man is tempted when he is thrown away of his own lust and enticed. So this young man was lured and enticed by his own lust to get his possession, even when he was not ready of age to receive the possessions and so he went out with the possessions not having experience not knowing what to do without a plan without knowing where he's going out so he took his possession because he had enticed them and his last made him take his possession and go and therefore as he went he spent all his possession with what did he lose it and what did he spend it he spent his possession in prodigal living. When you question and ask what is prodigal living, prodigal living is things of this world. I can look at it and see he's spending on prostitution, making merry, just drinking and being drunk, smoking weed or whatever you want to call it. He's spending on prodigal living. In other words, he misused his money. He mismanaged his money. And therefore, because he had no plan, he had no direction, he had no incentive, he had no right. He squandered all he had and he became dry and empty and broke. Just like many of us, uh, we do not know how to handle ourselves. Uh, we want to be in the world, and the world takes away from us, uh, and we become broke. We have nothing to a place uh, that we are in want. Uh, now we are told that after that he had squandered all his money, he became hungry. And now because he was hungry and nobody gave him nothing to eat, uh, he had to engage himself with a citizen of the that country. He had to look for somebody who will feed him. He had to look for a job, a shoddy or a shady job, a low class job, so that he can be able to feed himself. And we are told that he was given a job to feed swines. Even those who do not know, swines are the most filthiest animals around. You can clean it, but it will go back into dust. It will go back and be dirty again. So he fed himself with the food that came to feed the swines. Sprint's little to say is that he was in a lowest 
going. He was in a hole. He was somewhere that he could not see the light. He was in darkness. So feeding and eating the thorns of the swine, that was his lowest point. He had to look for somebody who is a regular, a citizen of the country that he went to. What does this mean? That when we are without Christ, we look for things of the world and the things of the world that take away from us. Anybody can take advantage of us. So we will do anything we are told to do. Therefore, we block and put ourselves in a cocoon. We put ourselves in a place of vulnerability. And therefore, we will do exactly as we was we are told. We enter into slavery. Now, uh, when the word of God says that, but when he came to his senses, glory to God, hallelujah. The word of God says that, but as he was feeding the swine and eating and pondering, he came to his senses. Came, coming to your senses is a very powerful word here. Coming to your senses is a revelation. Coming to your senses it is coming to a place of acknowledgement. Coming to your senses is coming into a place of understanding, coming to uh, acknowledgement and not having what we call uh, an epiphany or what we call a revelation that you are lost and now you need to turn your life around. It is actually repentance. Coming to that point point of, uh, of understanding, it is repentance. Therefore, he knew that he was doing wrong. So here, repentance does not mean that he had to make a prayer. Repentance does not mean he had to do anything. Repentance was for him to turn around and come back to where he was supposed to be at. He knew very well that when he would go back home, he would go back to a place of wealth. He would go back to a place of plenty. He would go back to a place with everything Everything that he had before he squandered everything that he had. And therefore, this young man decided, he made a decision, glory to God, that he will go back. Now he says, that How many of my father's hired servants have plenty? to eat, to sleep, to do X, Y, Z. And then when he thought about that, he knew that he would go back and have plenty. Therefore, he decided this decision has to be something that one has will in their hearts. It was not forced by anybody, but he made a decision. Most of us are where we are because we have made some decision, whether a good decision or a bad decision. This young man has now come back to himself, come back to his senses. We need to come back to our senses to realize that we have lost the way. We need to retract our way and come back to the crossroad. This young man said, I will go back. Oh, Rashid Karaba. I will go back. Going back to your father's house is not shameful. Glory to God. Going back to your father's house is not 
unshakeful. Why? Because first off, you have the DNA of your parents. Because you have the DNA of your parents, you cannot lose your sonship. Regardless of where you've been, regardless of what you've done, regardless of what people say, you still remain a child of that home. Therefore, this young man remembered he is a son of this family. So he decided to go back. So as he went back, and this is where we are as believers and as Christians need to understand that repentance is going back to the right track. This young man now left the filthy living, he left the prodigal living, and went back to his father's house, went back to where he belonged, glory be to God. Now we are told that many believers, many Christians are in some situations because they do not want to go back. They think that their strength, their prayer, their doings, their willing will make them prosper. But needless to say that we need not be ashamed going back to our father. Yes, we fail. Yes, we falter. Yes, we have been in, in, in places we are not supposed to be at. We have been in dark places. We have prostituted ourselves. We have lied. We've killed. We have promiscuated ourselves. But there is no shame to go back to your father's house. There's no shame to go back to your maker. There's no shame to go back to God. Therefore, turn around. Go back to where you first came from. And so now, listen to this, my brother, my sister. As he was going back in his mind, he felt guilty. That's why he felt the need to repent to the Father. He said, when I go back, I will say, Father, I have sinned against you, against heaven, and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. You see, when we falter, when we go wrong, when we deviate from the ways of God, when we deviate from the light of Christ, we feel unworthy. We feel unworthy. Why? Because the, 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 the nature of the culture, the people surrounding us, the, the pastors at times, the bishops at times, the congregation at times, our parents, they condemn us. They talk about our filthiness. They talk about our sins. They talk about how wrong we did. So we feel worn down by the condemnation. And when we are condemned, we feel unworthy. But I want to bring good news, the good news of Christ, that in Christ there is no more condemnation. Glory to God. We see that as this young man went back, his father, oh, Reshikara, well, his father saw him from afar off. What does that tell you? His father was always longing to receive his son back home. My brother, my sister, I want to let you know that as this young man was coming, his father saw him from afar off, and his father was filled with compassion. That is the character of God. Compassion does not condemn. Compassion does not judge. Compassion gives love. Compassion forgives. Compassion is everything. 
good that comes from God. Therefore, his father had compassion. He was always eagerly waiting for the son to come back. Likewise for you, believer. Likewise for you, son of God. That when you have gone astray, it don't matter what you done. Our father's arms are wide open. Our father's arms are waiting. They are saying, come here, my beloved son. I love you. I give life for you. Therefore, you cannot lose your sonship for me. Well, you squandered the inheritance. Guess what? You only faltered. I did not write you up because you are in me. And those who are in me are upright. Those who are in me are righteous. Those who are in me are lovely. Those who are in me are sons and heirs of the most high God. Now, tell me, my brother, my sister, as this young man came, his father saw him. And guess what? His father went to meet him. His father saw him and he ran towards him. He put his neck on the, the young man's neck. He fell on his son. He embraced his son. Oh, My father in heaven embraces those who come, those who come to a place of acknowledgement, of the revelation and realization that I, that I am a son of God. That when you come to God, He is always willing to bring you back. This is the grace of God. This is the message of good news. This is the gospel of good news. That our Father is not willing to punish you, our Father is not willing to kill you. Our Father gives you grace even when you sin and falter. He is eagerly waiting to draw you in. He is eagerly waiting to embrace you. Therefore, what did this young man do? Even as he repented, even as he said these words, but guess what? His redemption his salvation is not when he repented to the Father. His redemption and salvation is when he made a decision. What am I saying? That your salvation, your being born again, your being redeemed is not based on what you say. It is based on the thought of the believing in Christ in faith. Therefore, he had faith that when he came back to his father's house, he will be received. That is the faith of Christ Jesus. And therefore, as this young man was embraced by the Father, and even as he said the words of repentance, his father did not even remember that he had sinned. His father did not quarrel him. His father did not scold him. His father did not give him a spanking. His father did not remember the evils he had done. God keeps no fault. Our Father keeps no record of evil. Our Father does not put a notebook and write you off that you did wrong, he's going to erase you. Our Father is a loving God. Our God and 
voices and this human uh, the, the father said now go and bring the best robe uh, he said bring in the best robe why a robe robes were distinguished as royalty and therefore he said this is my son this is my royal son I have clothed him with royalty. Now that means that God has embraced you. He has brought you back into the kingdom because you are in him and you cannot be out of him. Therefore, he said, bring the best robe, give him the best ring, put sandals on his feet and bring the fattest cow so that we can kill and make merry. My brother, my sister, this is what the word of God says that the word of God, our God's character is to do good. Our God's character is to love. Our God's character is to forgive. Our God's character is to embrace. Our God's character is to nurture. Our God's character is to go do good all the time. He has no count of evil. He has no recollection of evil. He has nowhere that he Thanks, your wrongdoings. The minute you turn to him, he has no garbage uh, or garbage bin to put uh, anything that or recall anything that you did wrong. He loves you. Actually, as a matter of fact, when you sin, it is when the grace of God is actually revealed. It is when the grace of God is actually activated because his grace is to seek you and bring you back. Glory be to God. And therefore we see, as you continue reading the story, we are told that uh, why did he make Mary and everything he said? Uh, and this is what he said. Bring in the father's cow, why? Because this son of mine was lost, but he is found. I do not know if you understand what being be lost means. Being lost means that you have you have missed the mark. What is missing the mark? The missing the mark is rejecting Christ. He had rejected Christ. He had rejected the truth. But now because he has seen the light and he has now acknowledged and received Christ, now he is alive. Those who are in Christ are alive. Because guess what? In Christ there is life. Why? Because Christ is life. Glory to God. And he continues to say that this son of mine was dead and now is alive. Glory be to God. Oh, Riva Shaky, Riva Shanda. That is the message of God. You see, those who die in Christ are never dead but a sleeper. So they arise with Christ. This son was dead. He was spiritually dead. He was a dead walking man. When he lost his when he lost his relationship with the Father, he died spiritually. And that is exactly what happened to Adam and Eve at the Garden of Eden. They died spiritually. They continued to live, but they died spiritually. 
this young man had died spiritually, but now that he had come to his senses, glory be to God, that now he has come back to where he belongs, and the Father has opened the doors for him, and he has embraced him. We see that now he was dead, now he is alive. In Christ, there is life. In Christ, there is life. Why? Because Christ is the light. Because Christ is the life. And those who believe in Christ have light. They have light. Glory to God. And that is why we see as they continue making merry, the other son is very angry. Why is it that this young man has come? He is called the father. Why is it that you never gave me a call for me to, 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 to celebrate with my friends? Why is it this son of yours that squandered all your belongings, all your everything? Why do you embrace him? The word God says, the father told him, guess what? Everything that was in here belongs to you. All you need to do is ask him. My brother, my sister, you are in the kingdom of God. Everything of God is in you. Do not be jealous of somebody else because the whole of the heavenlies is inside you. The inheritance of the kingdom of God is in you. You are the light. You are the truth. You are the life. So live like a life. Live like truth. Live like life because you are a child of God. See, this young man did not lose his sonship. Regardless of what he did, he still had a position in his father's house. He still had the DNA of the father. Now, believers, when we are born again, we have the DNA of God. We have the DNA of Christ. Therefore, you cannot lose your salvation. You cannot be um, terminated from Christ because you are intertwined. You are put together. You are intersworn together. And therefore, nothing can separate you from the love of God. That is what the word of God says. Why? Because when you kill your flesh, when you kill your flesh, what does that mean? When you kill your flesh, it means that you have been crucified with Christ. You have been buried with Christ and you have resurrected in Christ. This young man died, was buried and resurrected in Christ. That is the unveiling of Christ. Now he's a new creation, a new being in Christ Jesus. That is why God, this father, embraced him and told him, guess what? You are my son. We will make merry. We will rejoice because you was lost. Now you're found, you was dead, but now you are alive. Glory be to God. My brother, my sister, I'm believing this word is for somebody. Somebody who has been lost. Somebody who has been dead. In your transgressions, the word of God is saved. There is therefore now no more condemnation. Those who are in Christ Jesus. Because our Father's nature is to do good. Our Father's nature is to give grace. Grace is not a gift that you earn for. Grace is a gift that was given to you freely. Therefore, because you have Christ, you have been graced. So regardless, forget about your yesteryears. Forget about your 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 uh, your 
your condemnation. Forget about all that because guess what? In Christ there's no more condemnation because you are already alive and you are in Christ. And now believe it that when you get the revelation of this word of God, you will truly say, wait a minute. All these years, I've been walking the wrong path, thinking that I'm condemned. No, our God loves you the way you are. Would you just say, yes, Lord, glory be to God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we give you glory. We thank you, Father, for the word that you have given unto us, O oh God. It is your word, O oh Father. We pray that you can open up the light and the eyes of our understanding so that we can understand, hear, and comprehend this word, O oh God. That King of glory, that Father, you love us. You do not condemn us. You do not bring us down. You do not keep a record of wrongdoings by the King of Father. You do not keep a record of sins by the King of Father. You have your arms wide open. You embrace us because when you look at us, you don't see us. You see Jesus, not King of Father. And because Jesus is gracious, he's upright, and he is faithful, he is everything by the King of Father, so we are. And because by the King of Father, we are in Christ, and Christ is thus by God, we are holiness of God. We are sons, we are heirs of the Most High God. Father, we thank you. We give you glory in Jesus. By the name we do pray and believe. Hallelujah. Back to you, Emmanuel Barry. God bless you. God bless you. I want you to stay on the line, sir, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, first of all, just thank you, um, Apostle Bernard, for coming on the show. Whenever the Lord leads you to come back on here, you're more than uh, welcome to do so. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm going to make a point of doing that uh, every once in a while. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, just um, thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for allowing us to uh, do another um, podcast, Lord. Again, I, I doing this, Lord, in order to um, share the good news, Lord, with those that's on my friends list, Lord, that they may be saved, especially the ones that don't know who you are, Lord. Uh, Heavenly Father, um, please, Lord, just bless Apostle Menard, uh, his ministry, Lord, in Jesus' name. And, and thank you, Lord, for allowing him to be friends with me on um, Facebook, Lord. But let us, um, Lord, just take this a step further, Lord, to actually work together, Lord. Let him um, be able to work with me, Lord, with um, uh, my film, Lord, as well as um, the Christian business that you called me to do, Lord. And most of all, Heavenly Father, since he's from Kenya, Lord, uh, allow him to work with me, Lord, as I uh, expand this Christian business from America, Lord, over to um 10 nations in Africa, including Kenya, 